You think you've reached the end of Netflix, huh? Well, guess what? Netflix has no end. And with ExpressVPN, they definitely will make sure of that. I don't know if you ever heard of ExpressVPN, but it's basically the best thing that's happened to us since we've been locked down. Okay, so ExpressVPN is an app where you can access all sorts of different Netflix from other countries like UK Netflix, Japan Netflix, all the kinds of Netflixes you have not Netflix yet. Does that make any sense? Anyway, what you're going to do is you're going to download the app and you're also going to head over to expressvpn.com slash worst. That's expressvpn.com slash W-O-R-S-T. You're going to log in and you're going to get three months of extra ExpressVPN for free. You're welcome for listening to this podcast. So what you can do is you can watch all kinds of different Netflix from other countries, but not just Netflix. I mean, it works with Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. And it's compatible on all your different devices, your iPhone, or you can watch it on the big screen. And don't worry, there's no lagging or buffering or anything like that. It's a great quality service. So do yourself a favor and head over and take advantage of this free situation that I've got for you for worse first expressvpn.com slash worst and get your streaming on. And we're live. I just killed a fucking like, I don't know what that was. You, whatever it was. I was just like, I was like, here, here's it your headset. It suffered a violence. <laughs> P- punching the wall. Ryan's like, like, Jesus Christ. Not sure what this is. Boom, boom, boom. I just killed something. I don't know what it was. I'm sure it's dead. It That's what it pre- was. What it, <laughs> it is. It looked prehistoric. I don't know what it was. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for coming. This is great. I, I, I miss communicating with people and talking yeah. to people. This is really nice. I Thank love you having, having you here. Genuinely excited to sit with an old friend and talk for a yeah. while. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm known you forever. And you know what's so crazy? You haven't aged. You look the same. Look at this hair and shit, girl. I yeah, used but, to have that. But the color's a little different, but like you look the same. That's nice of you to say. Like your face... You look the same. Thank you. And you got thinner. I did lose weight. So tell us what's going on. Is it keto? Was it- uh, it's Corona. <laughs> it's uh, it's. Did you have the Corona? On. No, I did not. Do you know anybody? God. My neighbor um, is from New Jersey, which was an epicenter, uh-huh. and she had nine people in her family. Two, both her parents and seven um, aunts, uncles, and cousins had it. All got it. All got it. Her mom is still testing positive to this day, so that's what I'm saying. They don't now. You're seeing this that um, uh, what is it? If you're if you're not symptomatic, you won't spread or something right, like that. Right, where right. they first thought you would, and um, so her dad had it. He's clear and not uh-huh. testing anymore. Everyone else in her family no longer tests positive for Corona, but her mom still is, and they do it weekly. Um, and she gets the test results three or four days later. And, wow. and yeah, she just, just this week, she tested positive again. Well, we got to put the mom down. <laughs> got to put the mom. That's what I keep saying. Got to put the mom down. Can we put you in a sleeper hole for three, four days? You know what I'm saying? We got to keep, 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 keep the mom in the basement. Yeah. Don't, don't let the mom out. Don't. That's scary. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I mean, I guess it's so weird to me still because as soon as all the Black Lives Matter stuff happened, it felt like Corona just disappeared, didn't, didn't it? You didn't hear shit about uh, Corona during nothing. All any of that, yeah. And do you think we're going to see like a big uptick in it because of all the people protesting and being around <sighs> well, each they, other? Well, they already said that. I don't know what the reason is that if 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 what they're saying about Corona is correct, that's probably the reason we're seeing an right. uptick and a spike in the numbers because they are saying that there is a spike in the numbers, but. I don't know. I just hope it doesn't come back again when it gets cold. This That's quarantine what I shit think. is too, it's too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been, <laughs> it's been a lot. I could see, see how it got to me. It was in my throat. 
That's not a Corona cough, by the way. Should I put my mask on? I have three. I have three. Put all three masks. <laughs> put them all on. I just have my eyes. <laughs> the rest of the podcast, you're all. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan. I love you so much. So Ryan and I have known each other for years. I did his podcast called The Honeydew. You did. You had a great episode. Which man. I love. You guys got to check out his podcast called The Honeydew, which is called that because life is something about life being not super sweet, but just always being overlooked. Like it's overlooked. a, it's a perfectly okay. good fruit right. that is constantly discarded, thrown away, yeah. overlooked. It's not my favorite. It's not anyone's favorite. I mean, there are some people out there that do like it, but, but you never hear anyone go. Honeydew is no. my, I fuck with honeydew. Right. Like I will choose like, honeydew. That's my shit. <laughs> honeydew. You talking about honeydew? That's my shit, man. It's only, it's only ripe once a month. Well, I mean one month a year is what I've been told. And then people start saying, well, you know what you got to do? You got to wrap that shit up in bacon. I'm like, if you got to wrap anything in bacon, it doesn't fucking taste good. If you, you put anything I mean? hiding, in bacon, yeah, it's good. You're hiding fruit in bacon to help it out. Like, come you on. You could saute a toe and wrap it you in could. bacon. You'd be like, damn, this toe's delicious. Listen, I can't believe I'm, I'm eating human flesh right now, but this motherfucking bacon brings it all together. You know? It doesn't taste bad. <laughs> I won't say it tastes bad. Say I'm not saying it tastes good, but I'm saying it don't taste bad. <laughs> I love you so much. You have the best laugh That's on the planet. I'm so dead. Thanks, Britt. So yeah, I so guys, you. check it. Pumping me up yeah, right now. Pump, Feels nice. I'll pump you up all day, boy. That's all I got going on. Um, go check out Ryan's podcast, The Honeydew, after this, after you listen to this episode. So um Ryan came on today. I kind of wanted to like talk about I mean, obvi- obviously everything that's going on is crazy. This is gonna come out. This episode is out uh, two weeks after all the Black Lives Matter stuff happened. Has that affected you in any way? I mean, yes. Um, so many ways. In, in great ways. My stepson is mixed. His dad's mm-hmm. black. His mom's white. So I'm I'm happy for him to see real change starting to happen yeah. in his young life. Mm-hmm. Instead of being 80-some years old, like, where the fuck has this been the whole time? Right. You know, just normalcy. Right. And um, it's important also, my my daughter you know they're brother and sister so yeah. i want her to see what's going on and on top of that the the negative uh side of things that happened were you know it was a great peaceful protest in santa monica and the right. peaceful protest went south and the people who weren't so peaceful and didn't really care about that went east and looted oh, and uh, i rent um studio space at the santa monica music center in santa monica california my mm-hmm. friend lana negretti's uh family-owned business she she owns it now her dad and and uncle owned it for ever 50 years serving the community they've mm-hmm. got the outreach the arch programs all these things that help the community and unfortunately they were looted and they were right there and, and we were there we were pulling the equipment <sighs> out doing everything we could and you just you knew it was going to be taken eventually and then it just got crazy so we got out of there and it did but there's some gofundme set up on all my social media ryansickler.com ryan sickler on instagram facebook all that stuff if you if you want to help um it's all there um but we're you know and my studio now and it's boarded up so wow i can't get in there like i need to get in there until things are calm down yeah and, and just safe to be in there and not left yeah. it's such a bummer that's the part of it that really is a bummer and then you know people say the argument of um you know black lives are more important than things so like the 
they're like they're like delusional. Michael Che has the best bit about. It. He's like, we're just saying black lives. We're just saying matter. matter. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It. Exactly. Not, Tommy not posted their, that. Yeah, that was it's, hilarious. It is, yeah, it's, it's not that they're better than anyone. It's also or embarrassing. He's like, we're yeah. just saying like we exist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Less yeah. Than- <laughs> yeah. He's like, what should we say? Black yeah. lives are. Yeah, yeah, they right. exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. what it was. That I was mean, so God. funny. Yeah, I know it's a shame. And but you know what is crazy as I was reading, everyone's like, "Oh, this is going to be in the history books. Like, it's for sure going to be something one day. People are going to read about the year twenty twenty. No doubt, fucking shit hit the fan. Yeah, the corona Bad. followed by the country in in protest. Um, and that's what I told Lana too. Like. It's beautiful messaging on the boards and yeah. everything, and we all went and took pictures, and you know that's going to be in history books for in the, sure for the, in the city. And like it's she has two, she has four young daughters, and right. so it's great to see you know them empowered. And I love I told her I love that that I work with a, a especially a local female business owner. Yeah. I think that's boss, Hell and yeah. I love that my money goes to a family that then serves the community, not just some corporate real estate, right. um, you know, Fucking that I'm paying mobile, or, yeah. yeah, you know, company. So I love everything about it and we'll be back great. up and running. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, we'll, so you guys have to go check it out, but, um, yes, yeah, it's so, fitting the honey, the fans have said it's very fitting that the honeydew <laughs> studio has a honeydew story to get off the ground. I was like, it's the God does have truth. a honeydew story. <laughs> My God. All right. You're like, I'm just going to move the f- fucking, I'm going right, to move to a new location yeah. in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And also I'm an coming insane. over here. I could just take yeah, that just, corner over there, Britt. <laughs> you got that corner. You got That's that. Mine. You know, it was so funny when all this started happening. Everyone, everyone in Calabasas started boarding their shit up. I'm like, bitch, nobody wants your fuck. <laughs> too so, far to get out. First of all, way too far. No one gives a fuck about you, Calabasas. You're so self-important. Like this bitch was like fucking she has like the she basically has this like fucking piece of shit like clothing store that like no one gives a shit. It's not even like nice clothes. And she's fucking boarding it up like uh, fucking they better not take these clothes I ordered from China for two ninety nine. Like yeah, right. I fucking yeah. I will have it. That will be the day. Like I was like watching her do Don't it. Touch I was like my ACDC baby onesies, motherfucker. Hurry up and get them boards up. Hurry up. They're how they're coming up from Long Beach. <laughs> we got about an hour and a half for the hit here. Hurry up. I was dying. There was like a person who has like a little like a little cupcake shop where she like never has enough cupcakes. Like there's always like three cupcakes. I'm like, how, like is this like a front for something? God, I hope they don't get here before three. I hope we we got a half a dozen left. I hope they don't. She was boarding her cupcake shop. Yes. I'm like, bitch, you only ever got three cupcakes. <laughs> Like every time I fucking go in there, I've gone in there at noon. I've gone in there at four. I've gone in there at 10 a.m. Yeah. There's only three motherfucking cupcakes always in that case. And she's a cupcake shop. Yeah. Sorry, it's all we got left. I'm That's like, what? what? They're the- flying off the shelves. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm like, these were here yesterday. These are the same ones. They can fly out of the oven, bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's a cupcake shop. She's ridiculous. She has. I'm like, how does this bitch pay rent? Like, it's got to be a front for something. I've all, I love thinking that things like that are my, so back in Maryland, my dad, we used to have this thing where there'd be a guy, a random dude who would sell flowers off the freeway, but not like here, like rural way out in the, like, you're like, what are you doing? Like there's <laughs> like not three a people house, pass this road. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we were, and my dad's like, that has got to be a front. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, like for instance, if you pull up and you say, give me the purple petunias or whatever, he's like, Head down about a mile up there and talk to Chico. You know, <laughs> he'll set you up. Ah, all right. I was like, oh. So he's standing there pretending. He flipped sending- that in my mind. And I started thinking, oh, yeah. Like, how do these businesses on, you know, Sunset afford it if they're just like, hey, we do business cards. I'm like, how are you still even around anywhere? A business card fucking store? 
Yeah. There's a fucking place on Sunset that only sells cowboy boots. I'm like, there's no motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Who the fuck is buying a pair of cowboy boots every day out here? Day yeah, out here? Every like, day. Like nobody. tons of them. Like, hey, you're nut. Get the fuck out of here. On Sunset, next to Pink Dot. Right. Fucking yeah. cowboy boots. I don't know. That's dude. a front. It's a front, That's right? A front. Whoever I, you are, we're on to you. We're watching you. Get my spurs on. You we're the sat on lady. up. No, <laughs> you two. You two better go into business together because y'all just <laughs> fucked up. Uh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so, okay, so we're here to talk about your worst experience. I mean, Nina looks excited about it. Nina! <laughs> she is out. She was sorry, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, go back to sleep. Y'all want. All right, Nina, sit back now. <laughs> All right, so we're here to talk about the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And yeah. you said... Um, One of the worst things. The worst, happened. it's definitely up there. Um, I'd say it's... I'd say it's at this point, it's a tough call. Either but way, it's at least top uh, let's not rank the trauma. You know what I'm saying? Let me not dig into my Rolodex and start trying to put a number on each one, you know, a sequential number. <laughs> let's uh, not rank the trauma. It's up there, though. It's up there. It's, uh, so yeah, I said the first time I saw a dead body. Now, the first time, first time I really saw a dead body was my great grandmom, uh, Cookie. She was an Italian lady, and mm. they back when they laid them out in the house in the parlor. Oh, remember that? Yeah. And I was a little mm. kid, and they still did that. And I just remember being like, "Y'all putting a dead body in that?" And the hams right <laughs> and here. And then there's, I know, there's sandwiches and fucking <laughs> yeah, pasta right. and right. fucking Uncle Uncle Tony's fucking yeah. having an olive tapenade on a fucking piece of bread. It's You're so like, what? weird. I Grandma's remember they right get there. there like here's a cookie monster he, stuffed animal to go to sleep and I was like this is you know this ain't out right so that was the first time I saw a dead body but the first time I saw one that was not prepared and and everything was my father yeah my um so my dad had uh just gotten out of the hospital he was at John Hopkins we're from um Maryland and he was at Hopkins in Baltimore uh he had had a heart attack and it was crazy because I mean, do we have time? Yeah, go ahead and get into it. Let me settle in, sister. <laughs> so I, this, you know, my fans have heard this story, but you you definitely have some different fans, which I love. Yeah. So, They're um, like, is this about shopping? <laughs> <laughs> it's about cupcakes and cowboy boots, our new store. Um, so my dad was having, I, it was, he had a, a checkup he needed to go to uh-huh. in the city a few days prior to that. And he said to, and I have a twin brother. And the only reason I mentioned that is we're fraternal twins, but Um, My dad came to me and said, will you drive me tomorrow? I don't want to drive. We'll pick up grandma, which is his mom. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go to the doctor in the city. And I was like, yeah. And it wasn't until well after I thought I started thinking about things like, God, why did he pick me? There were Mm -hmm. two of us. Mm -hmm. And why, you know, didn't he drive? My dad always fucking drove. Yeah. You know, so I was like, oh, this guy's in. He's having pains. Right. Later, I realized this, but I don't know this. I'm a 16 year old fucking kid. So we drive, pick up my grandmother who didn't drive, and I'm driving my dad's little Honda Civic. We get downtown, and I tell this story before too. So I'm such a stubborn fucking kid at the time. You know, I 16, I know everything, and we go to his doctor, and his mm-hmm. doctor tells him at that time, "You're having a heart attack right now." Right now, right? He so, was in the middle of one. Yeah, <gasps> and what I didn't know, or any of us really, we all thought a heart attack was Instant. when you clutch and then go. But a heart attack, all the symptoms you hear about with the numbness of the jaw, the pain, all that left side, left, you're having a heart attack. If you're having the symptoms, you're having a heart attack. Those are symptoms of a heart attack. It's building to the crescendo right. of fucking collapse. 
Um, and that's if you're lucky where you don't have a massive one. Massive ones are just Instant, walking and boom, yeah. you're done. Right. So um, the guy's like, you're having a, a heart attack right now. So he calls and his office is right next to John Hopkins. So he calls over to the hospital and he's like, they're waiting on you. They're going to take you in and admit you immediately. Mm-hmm. So we get in the car, we go around the block and I'm sure this is the left turn. I'm sure of it because I'm fucking 16 and mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the city. No, I didn't. My dad did. My right. dad's like, it's not this left. It's the next left. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's this left. He's like, it's not. It's the next left. He's like, I'm, I'm having like, a heart attack. We goddamn just listen to me. Like, like, nah, dad, I'm pretty sure it's this one. He goes, okay. Okay. And <laughs> I made that left and it was not as the wrong one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And now he's punching the fucking dashboard. My grandma's in the back screaming. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. So I got to go around the fucking block again, but this time I'm running lights and shit. Yeah. We pull up, they're waiting for him out front. And like, that's also how my dad was. My dad was like, you're going to, you want, you're going to fucking kill me yeah. to make this term, but I'm telling you it's the wrong term. So I, that was a lesson in listening. Wow. So they get him in and they take him upstairs. And my grandmother's a mess. I'm a mess. Like my brothers don't even know what's going All we have done is go to the doctors in their right. mind. They're at school. So then we have to call them at school. They get out of school. They're at home. Someone's with them. I don't know. My mom's not around at the time. And I'm there with my grandma. And I just remember looking through the window and just seeing all the tubes. And like, that was the first time, um, just laying there, I, I remember ever thinking like, oh man, he's vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like he's weak right now. And I, I, I felt so bad and so sorry for him. Because even while it sounds like even while having a heart attack, he was still fucking. He's right there with it. Yeah. So wow. he gets through it. He's in the hospital. They let him out. Um, and this was, how do they, what do they do? I'm like, I'm sorry. I know maybe you don't know this, but like when you're having a heart attack and you go to the hospital, how do they fix it? Like, what did they do? Give him a stint? Or? I think they did. I'm not sure. I was 16 at the time. Yeah. And also, you know, everyone that said, we'll tell you when you're older is dead. You know, <laughs> they all die pretty quick. And I'm like, what about that shit you were going to tell? Where's yeah. the treasure buried? <clears throat> so, um, oh my God. they, I think they did. I think they put a stint in and I'm not sure if they did the whole removing veins from your leg, you know, they, they rebuild veins, things, right. arteries, things right. like that. Um, but he was in there for almost a week, I want to say. And then they let him out. And a couple of relatives have told us that they gave them a heads up that there was, there were some clots. Oh, he had clots. So he was released with clots. Okay. What does that mean? That means that he was on blood thinners, but uh, he was clotting in his arteries and Is stuff. Is that normal? That's uh, maybe for after a heart attack, but I'm not sure. It's not normally normal. Why did they let him go then? We don't know that. So... The weekend is is Thanksgiving weekend, and my aunt, my grandmom's sister, my granddad, we were all a very close extended family. She lives in Baltimore City, not far from the hospital. So we all decide we're going to have Thanksgiving there for the weekend. And we're all, I mean, there's a, a pile of us packed into this this little row home in, in Highland Town, and we spend the weekend there. And then on Sunday, we go back to our home. Mm-hmm. And I, we were still off Monday, I think, because of the Thanksgiving weekend. And that night, um, I remember we got blamed for this party that was my brother and I at this kid's house. I'm like, dad, we were there. Like mm-hmm. it was his fucking party, you yeah. know? which his parents later invited us over for dinner. And I was like, oh my God. And they were like, we just want you to know. And I was like, oh right, yeah, cause your son's a fuck up. So I remember he was bummed. He was like a little disappointed or whatever. And the night went fine. And then he was laying on the couch 
um, watching the TV here. And I always stayed up late. But mm-hmm. that night, I went to bed probably around 11.45, which is early for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a one, two in yeah, the morning, same. you know. Mm-hmm. And I stopped. Everything's different when you look back after someone passes. You see all these little things. Signs, that you, yeah. yeah. And I stopped and I turned around and I looked at him. And I just looked at him. And then I went to bed. And was then, he breathing? Yeah, he was totally fine. And then in the morning... My brother shook me awake. He says twice. Now, I guess I woke up once and didn't even know what was going on. And he shook me again. And he's like, I don't think dad's breathing. And my brother and I are like, what? Because my twin brother and I shared a room. My younger brother had his own. And my dad's is right next to us. He's a single dad. It's just us there by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we go like, look. And you could see him like laying halfway in and out of his bed. Um, He was in bed? He it, it, this is our best guess mm-hmm. that he probably was having some chest pains and went to lay down. That's mm-hmm. what we figure may have happened. And the best way I can describe it is like if the headboards up here and the feet are down here, he sort of sat on the bed like this, like, you know, you sit in the middle of the bed, tie your shoe, whatever, and then fell back. So he's laying like that. And you could see, I don't know if anyone's been through this, but you could, now we know that what he had been dead a while because what you could see was, if you can visualize, he had his shirt off. And if you look at a body horizontally, if you were just to draw a line right in half of it, from the middle of that down was blood. Blood had settled. It was very uh, maroon and dark. Well, oh. I didn't know. We didn't know what the fuck that was at the time. We Where didn't know, was like, the blood? Settled. So if he's laying on his on his back, you're seeing from here down all the way across his body. Is a dark line of Just blood. in gravity. Yes. If you can imagine, if I'm making sense. Without, I see if what you drew you mean. a line yeah, to yeah, a person yeah, yeah. this way, you know. So the, you could see a line <clears throat> of could, white and then red. Yes. Okay. Look like like a bad sunburn, like the bottom half of your it body. Because it wasn't being pulled through right. the veins. Right. It just yeah, dropped it just and dropped. settled. Okay. So... We go in and his eyes are open and he's got a little bit of blood on his, his lip and then some on a big toe. So we don't know if he, he bit his tongue or spit some up. We don't know. And you know, your heart is racing. First of all, this is our dad who is the shit and it's the only parent that gave a fuck about us. And you're just, everything's going through your head. So I'm hearing like what I think it might be gurgling. And so maybe, I don't know the, my brother runs next door and gets the guy that young dude worked at uh, UPS. Shout out to UPS, Baltimore Hub, Primary One, Joe Avenue. And um, he comes over and he's like, guys, I don't know. Hey, poor dude's panicking. He's like, I can't tell if that's your dad's heart or my heart because your heart just... Why didn't you call 911 right We have. We called 911. But what what ended up happening was... So obviously he's gone. and But you didn't know. You thought maybe he was still alive? No, you knew. You knew. I mean, after the panic goes away in a minute, you you realize, like, fuck. I feel like you can always tell by the eyes. Yeah, and they were looking, you know, through you. They weren't, yeah, they weren't there. Yeah, looking at you, yeah. And, um, so God, the- God, Ryan, this is hard. You were 16? Yeah. The oh. ambulance shows up, and what they tell us is he has been deceased for a while, and they can't take a dead body. The coroner has to come. So now they leave us in the house with the dead body. My dad's dead body. And it's just me and my two brothers. And we've called relatives. They made us lie to our grandma because she would have she couldn't drive and she was home stuck freaking out that her son is just, you know, they said, Oh, he they they lied to her and said they took him to the hospital. So which How old was your dad? Wasn't true. He was forty two. 
Yeah, I know. It trips me out that I'm older than my father ever was. 42 years old? Yeah. I always say I want to be something my dad never was, and that's an old man. Was he heavy? No. I mean, he was probably 15, 20 over uh, weight, but he wasn't obese or wasn't out of shape. He was um, crew chief at Pan Am at National Airline. Well, at Pan Am at, at National Airport, which is now Ronald Reagan. But no, he was out there working all the time, but stressing, divorced. Stress. You know, single parent working nonstop double shifts, driving from Baltimore to D.C. and back. You know, there's no cell phones back then. What the fuck's going on with my kids? Are they all right? You know, all that shit. Not eating well, doing the quick thing, you know, which I fall habit of all the time. So how long had he been out out of the um, hospital before this happened? Oh, so he had Maybe gone like the, three days. Only three yeah, days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. By? It wasn't long. It wasn't long. It was like he got out of the hospital, I want to say, on like maybe like right before Thanksgiving, like the day before, like the Wednesday. And then we, so we spent through Saturday at my aunt's just to not drive long or transfer, move them around, just let them chill. And then drove back on that Sunday. And then Why that didn't Monday. They keep him longer. That's what everybody started asking. So, um, he's dead. We're now in the house waiting. Our uncle's on his way, which is his brother. Our grandmother's freaking out. We've called our close family friends who are on their way over to help us. And I close my dad's eyes and I cover him up. And uh, I just remember my my twin brother just laying on him, just sob. I mean, oh, man, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And I just I just let him like, you know, like have it, take, take it. And then I went to my room and I laid face down on my bed and my pillow and I just fucking screw I just let it loose I screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed and my brother kept saying what's gonna happen to us and I just kept saying we're gonna be fine we'll be fine and I wasn't wrong about that we're fine Where was it maybe not mentally um my mom at the time l- literally at the time was at work that we called her at her job to tell her but my mom and my dad didn't get along great my mom also didn't my mom left my mom didn't um, like me same yeah you know, that whole deal. And she was only lived a few miles away, but only really wanted something to do with my younger brother. Didn't care for the two of us. Did she talk to you? No, not that. I mean, you guys look, never stayed we with do. Her. We, we have reconnected and talked. No, God, she didn't even want me to know where she lived. She was like, don't tell your brother. And, um, and then they, my parents ended up going to court and my mom in a long story short said, I want my youngest son my my twin son Derek, he can come if he wants. I don't want Ryan. And my dad was like, "Well, I want all my kids, but if you're going to, oh, you know, give her custody just because she's the mom, then unfortunately, I think it's for me. I think it's best they're together." Mm-hmm. And the judge was a lady judge and a female judge, and she gave my dad full custody in 1989 and made my mom pay him child support. Good mm-hmm. in '89. Right. Good. So. Good. Because she was like, she's not of, around. What kind of mom says I want one kid that's and not the, the other? The judge the is probably said. like, what the fuck? The judge said, I have been doing this for years and years, and I've never once heard a mother say, I don't want my kid. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole. Yeah, another can. Of so that's why we're with my dad alone. And um, and it's just you and your brother, right? The only two both kids? brothers. Yeah. You have two brothers. I have a younger one, too. So, so he's almost. And then one yep, younger brother. Exactly. Okay. And how old, where was he? He's the one that found my dad in Ugh. bed. He came into our room to wake us up because he was, he was 12. And oh he's my like, God, 12. he's like, get, get up, get up. So then, um, a priest comes from our, ch- our local church back then, um, and does last rites, a Catholic thing. 
Yep. Um, and then um, the coroners come. And at this point, there's a few neighbors or family friends who've come. I think uh, some few other people were there. My mom is actually there. Someone drove her. And they ask us to step out on our balcony or our deck um, while they carry the body out of the house. So I just remember peeking through and seeing the body bag go by and just thinking like, oh, my fucking God. And then they take them away and, and they say that um, it's a heart attack. Um, but what's really fucking weird, and we can come back and talk more about it if you'd like. What's what's crazy is at 42, when I was 42, five years ago, my daughter's just born. Uh, like she's a year old and and I split my her mom and I split and I'm in my own place. And all of a sudden I'm getting these chest pains and oh, I'm like, man, no. fuck, this is actually, excuse me, I'm wrong. It wasn't chest pains first. I was in the watching the first Star Wars um, the one of the newer ones where they kill Han Solo, right? Mm-hmm. That one. I don't know what it's called. Sorry for the spoiler. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just rubbing my legs. I feel something weird through my jeans, and it's my, it's like my veins, and I, it feels like a topographical map. Like I can feel the veins it, through my denim, and like, like they're sit- standing up. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck's going on? It's a little sore, and um, I call the hospital and I had just been in, I just went through this crazy round of kidney stones and all this brutal shit. And it wasn't, they weren't getting it and all these things. And both my legs start clotting. And when I called the hospital, like, it sounds like you're clotting. You need to get back here right now. So I went back to the ER and like, they're asking me like, is, are you being abused at home? And I'm like, do you think someone let some chick beat me up? Like, like, like we have to ask, but I mean, my legs look, they're black and blue, both of them. And they're like, it's rare that it goes from one to another is what they're telling me. And this is going on for six months. They can't figure out what the fuck is going on with me. And my regular doctor does this blood test and it's called factor five. He tested me for it's, uh, it's, it's popular, but it's not something you even like you could have it right now. I, mm-hmm. I could have had it till I was a hundred. And if I, and die, you, there are people who have absolutely died and never knew they had it. Cause nothing arose. It's just mm-hmm. something that lies dormant. And then if it does, it, it does. Mm-hmm. And the kidney stones is sort of what prompted it mm-hmm. on me. And my doctor is like, look, I don't want you to freak out, but I have to send you to an oncologist. I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. So, as I've split with my daughter's mother, which was devastating, which is why I was like, I don't know about ranking the trauma. Right. Um, I'm also a brand new dad of a one-year-old. And I'm also a brand new single dad. I right. don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And I'm sure a lot of it had to do with stress and anxiety and, and then moving and trying to get set up in a new home and then trying to get a routine together. I've just you know, we just had this whole routine with this new newborn over here. Now I got to do it myself and there's no, I don't have neighbors that I can go, Hey, can you, if I forget something at the grocery store, we're going back to the motherfucking grocery store. It's not like, Hey, can you watch her for 10 minutes? You know, they've got a family unit. Like I was saying, Lon and her family are next door and they're amazing. So they've always had that uh, resource. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to fucking, I'm just going to embrace this and I'm going to figure out the best way to do it. But I'm having all these crazy health problems and I'm going to urology. I'm going to, Everyone. it's six months. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to these specialists nonstop. I, I mean, it costs me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and time and I'm leaving jobs and shit to go do this. Um, and the crazy thing was, it was my first booked headline weekend at the Brea Improv and I'm in the shower on a Saturday. I'm doing a Saturday and Sunday after Christmas mm-hmm. and I 
fell to my knees. I had never felt pain like that. And I had my daughter's mother at the time. I was still there. Uh, take me to the hospital. And that's when they told me what was happening. So now I've got these side, these crazy side effect issues of all this shit. And I don't know what's going on They're They're uh, flushing my body nonstop with fluids and trying to figure out what's going on. And then I go to this oncologist and he's like, look, I don't know. I don't know if you have leukemia. I don't know if you have lymphoma, but what I will tell you is I have what you have. Um, and it's called factor five Leiden. Okay. And he's like, it's a hereditary blood disorder. It's very popular in Europeans of mm-hmm. European descent. Mm-hmm. And if you have it from both parents, it's very bad. And mm-hmm. fortunately I only have it from one. I had to, I had reconnected with my mom and I had to tell her and both my brothers, you need to go get tested. And the doctors even said to him, you want to open up that can of worms? Cause it's like, you, well, they got to know now wow. the reason I also need to know my brothers need to know is cause we have daughters and mm. if they have it, then things like birth control pills can cause clots and can kill them. Right. Um, bed rest. They, you have to, I have to get up and walk like every 90 minutes. I'm the guy on the plane now in the back. I got to get up. Well, I got to wear compression pants. I got to go in the back of the plane, stand every like 90 minutes, stretch, move around because I can clot sitting still for a what? long period periods of time yeah so if you're pregnant you're on bed rest and you're on bed rest for days you could clot and die so they have to know if you have if you have this wow um fortunately it's only so they all get tested like we don't have and i'm like you're telling me our dead dad and me like these are the two your dad had it he had to have it it's hereditary so um that's they're also testing me for what i'm saying is leukemia and lymphoma and I finally go back and I've been through hell. I am emotional. I am just like, what are you about to tell me? I have cancer. Like what is going on? And the nicest nurse came in. She goes, how do you feel? I go, I just kind of want to get this over with because the waiting period's two weeks to find out if you have the shit, you know, and the whole time you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking day. You're like, I have cancer. I have this, I have that. Yeah. And the lady goes, I can tell you it's not cancer. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God. And she's mm-hmm. like, how do you feel? And I go, I just feel relieved. And she goes, listen to me, go celebrate. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Right. And she goes, listen to me, go celebrate. She goes, my job every single day is to tell people Damn. they have cancer. Damn. And today I got to tell someone they didn't, you go celebrate that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, oh my I'll celebrate. so come to find out what you had said is yeah. I start talking to my doctor and I'm like, Hey, is there a chance that my father didn't die of a heart attack and actually died from the clots that he was released with? And since it's hereditary and he obviously had it because my mother doesn't, that I have it. And that's what it was. And he's like, it's very possible. Like we can't go back. And what he also told me is like, you know, 1989, anyone that died young, they just rolled it a heart attack. They're finding more, you know, technology and equipment, everything's advancing knowledge. And they're finding more and more that a lot of those people probably died of clots wow yeah so uh there's a good chance so are you on blood centers or what are you on i was only on it to to get me back to normal he said look i think this is an isolated incident i have it like he he said the only reason he's like i'm a blood doctor my brother had it so i tested myself and i'm like holy shit i have and he's like i'm in my 50s i've never i didn't even know i had it. i've never had an incident he goes i do believe you won't have another incident so he put me on blood thinners to get me set back to basically zero because I don't know what the number is, but if it's like a 70, it's high. I was in like the 200s or some shit. And he's like, I'm a little worried. 
And I was like, you are. And Can then he I gave kill you. He, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. He gave me his personal cell phone number. I go, Jesus Christ. I go, listen, can I tell you this is the most scared I've ever been in my life? He goes, what do you mean? The I go. A fucking cancer doctor just, just said, hit me up cell. if yeah. you need me text on the week. <laughs> yeah. What doctor yeah, says, text me? Right. Oh holy shit, God. I'm scared. That's scary. So um, I end up, we figure it, but like it, I tell you, it takes six, it took six or seven months of just pure, you know, and it was, I had gained weight, you know, I was just stressing out. So finally got that all figured out and then was able to, but the whole time I'm working, I'm doing shows, oh I'm God, doing podcasts the whole time. But it was a it, that was a release for me. Like stand up for me, especially, and even podcasting. Like right now, I don't. I feel great telling you about it. I don't feel like I felt during it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it you, is plus, the you're really worst. easy to talk to. I love you. You're a good listener. Yeah. Um, I love you too. And you know, it's just stand up's a release. I don't ever, no matter what's going on in my life, even during then when I was on stage, not a blip of any of that shit went through my head. Yeah. Um, Fuck, dude. Wait. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, guys. And we're going to be right back with Ryan Sickler on Worst First. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way. And you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Okay, we're back. Oh my God, I didn't even want to take a break because like this is like so... <laughs> I'm like worried about you now. Okay. So like now what do you do to make sure you're okay? Do you have so, to go to regular checkups and whatnot? No, it, this is what I'm saying. It's one of those weird things. Like I have it, I'm aware I have it. So I just have to be conscious. Like I long drives that, that getting in the car and rolling straight to San Francisco shit's out for me anymore. You got to get out of the I got to get out, walk around, stretch my legs, little blood flow. Yeah. Uh, same with planes. I have to get up. So he told me, you know, if I go to the East coast, my, my ritual for the East coast, I have to wear the compression pants. He's telling me all this shit. I'm like, are you telling me I got to wear pantyhose? He's like, they're not pantyhose, dude. They're like the shit you see the guys run with at the track. And I'm like, okay, all right. All right. I love compression yeah. stockings. They help with cellulite for girls. Do they? <laughs> so just in case any girls out there. Just, any sponsors want to sponsor the yeah. Honeydew or Worst First your, for compression you, pants? Because that's what it is. It's like you're not enough blood flow to the, that's why yeah, it, it, keeps gets, all it keeps it all in. Yeah. So you wear them on the plane, I have right? to wear them on planes. And um, and then I also take aspirin before I fly Good. to thin my Bloods blood a little bit. Yeah. And then honestly, the flights have been, they've, uh, you know, I 
they've helped a little bit because it breaks it up. I'm like, oh, 90 minutes. I got to get up and walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that flight feels a little different. How long do you walk there. for? I just get up and I walk to the back and then I literally stretch. I stand in the corner. I'm like, yeah. And everyone's like, there's that guy. <laughs> yep. Fuck, I'm like, you're that fucking and to the side, three, four. I got them all going. <laughs> like, this guy's doing fucking aerobics on the plane. <laughs> like, I'm doing one-arm push-ups. Like, I like hate Somebody that. hum the Rocky thing. So. Yeah. I like hate that guy, but now it's like weird because I know that you need Guarantee to Guarantee you like, those people in the back probably have, have a reason. I'll bet you they yeah. have. They're not Me, just. I'm, I'm like, God, the fucking ADD can't even fucking sit yeah, still for five minutes. Gotta do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any can to drop? <laughs> I love ginger ale flights, but never any, any other time. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I always get so annoyed, but now it's good to know that it's for a reason. Yeah. God, These right? assholes in the back might be fucking dying really and landing sick? your plane early. Yeah, you know what right? I'm saying? You I'm let like, them don't ruin my fucking trip, Gina. I swear, you take all the laps you want. <laughs> we ain't going down to Kansas City, man. Come on. Make that bitch walk. Let's see. <laughs> work. Work, bitch. Work. Yeah, slap everybody's hand on the high five. Run by. Run by. That's what I want to do. I want to do it to the whole plate. Right it's funny if you just runway walk like or do, yeah, do starting athletes like and now, yeah. Um, wow. So, so I do that and I get up for a you know like maybe five minutes. I go back there. I also go into the restrooms a lot. And while I'm in there, I'm stretching my legs as wow. much as I can and like rolling. And while I sit in my chair, I roll my feet and do that good, kind good, of shit good. too. So that's God, that's so crazy. I actually have the opposite blood disorder of you. Oh, that's. Um, so that's what I learned. I have factor five. Your factor, I think it might be eight if you have thin blood thin that blood runs. Thin blood that yeah, doesn't clot. You, well, you should go. Have you ever been checked? I went to an oncologist. So, uh, okay. so I went through, and I'll show you pictures. I went through a point, and I still have some bruises right now, but I went through a point where my entire legs were covered in bruises, and I have Mediterranean anemia. So my dad figured, oh, you're, you know, you're anemic, like your mom and your dad, because they're both Italian, you know, the mm -hmm. whole fucking double That's Mediterranean what my whole shit is. Yeah. Family blood Fucks is. you yeah. up. So I had a, anemia and then it started getting really bad where like my entire legs like mm -hmm. were co like covered. They're almost not, like yes. not even a clear spot. Right. So I went to the regular doctor and he was like, this is not normal. Like this isn't like just an iron deficiency. Something's wrong. So he sent me to an oncologist and then there's me thinking I have cancer. Right. And he checks my blood. He sends me for what you have. He sends me for all that other stuff. And then they find out that I have, um, I forget the name of it, but basically what it means is my platelets in my blood aren't sticky. Right. So you they, don't clot. I don't clot. So he told me. It's like, super dangerous for you. So dangerous. He's like, if you ever get in a car accident. Yes. You, they have to be so careful because you're just going to bleed out. Like I, like I don't clot at all. So like I, I, if I get surgery, they have to know ahead of time. Yes. They these have are to, all things they have to know. Surgery anything, for me too. Cause I could be laying there for four hours and right, a clot kaboom. Right. So, so mine's the opposite. So it's actually so scary and there's nothing you can do. Like I can't take anything for it. Nothing. There's nothing really dietary you can do. It's no, just a blood condition. It's just a blood have. condition. Yeah. And it's so weird. And I was scared like you, I was like, Oh my God, I have fucking cancer. Especially cause like I was like, I was going through a really traumatic breakup at the time and I was getting super thin and not really hungry. And I was like, oh my God, what if it's like fucking cancer? And I'm like, got all these bruises. And it's weird how trauma and like stress trigger it, you know? <sighs> it's weird. So, but I haven't, thank God. I'm like, where's some wood? Here knock it is. Knock, knock on wood. Knock. I haven't had the the crazy bruising since then. And I, it's not like I did anything different, but... It's scary, right? Like you, you get well, scary because I know the ultimate result 
was yeah. in that bedroom when I saw. Oh and then, then we have to go to our grand. So back to that. Oh so then God, now the body's grandma. out of the house. Oh. And now we got to go to my grandmom's house. And, and she her. is just, I mean, she's already found out there's people in the home. Shit, just, it's not good. You know, she is devastated. And this is her firstborn. And, and he's young. He's 42. He's yeah. Young. And, you know, it's funny because we used to bust her because we had to end up living with her. And we used to bust her balls. Like, she would always cry. Like, he's never going to drive up the hill anymore. And we'd be like, Grandma, it's Jesus. It's like Elvis. Let him rest. Let him rest in peace. <sighs> but that was our dad. As a parent now, I would tell my kids the same thing. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me yeah, more. And I yeah. get it now. And I'm not even going to lie. I there's been some nights where I cried for my grandma. Like I replay those conversations in my head of her saying little things like he's never going to drive up Elm road again. He's never going to walk up the steps and smile and come in the store. And I was like, (gasps) and I just put myself in her shoes and my daughter. And then I just started crying for my grandma. I'm like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, it's so hard to get outside yourself, especially when you're 16. Like it's not like, you know, this is what happened to me, but I forget that you lost a son, you know, it's always the, the hardest for the person who dies. Obviously you don't, a lot of people don't think about it, but like, yes, it's traumatic for you. You lost that person, but that person lost everyone. Everyone, They're dying. They lost everyone. And the thing about death that's so scary is like, we just don't know what it, like what I like to think that like, you know, we're souls and we're in this body for now. And then like our soul is free and that kind of thing. But I mean, we don't know, you know, do you talk to your dad like still? Or I do. All? I you talk pray? to my dad. I, um, I have, so my grandmother lived in Baltimore. She lived at 1111 Elm road mm-hmm. and in, in the, well, you're from Philly. So, you know, the, the brick, uh, with the address that's on that white little diagonal thing. That was one, 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 one. Oh, cool. And. 1111 yeah, good luck. It is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know about for them. Yeah, you know, yeah. But maybe for the people that don't live in that house. But right. um, I went back one night. I was visiting in Baltimore, and I was pretty shit-faced, and a friend took me over, and we had a little military Jeep in the back of his shovel, and I was like, I'm getting it. And I snuck up there, and I pried that shit out of 50-some years of rebar and, I, and brick, and I got it. And I painted it, and I have it over my door in my house, and that's Still my little. Right oh yeah, that's my little good luck on the way out, like the out of the locker room, you know. Oh, yeah, you're all. That's my Um So wow. yeah, I still talk to him, and there's other things too. Like as I got older, I realized, like, hey, I never said you're welcome to come in here. Like if if spirits and shit are are real, oh, you're welcome to come in and be present in this place. You know, I don't know how any of it works. Do you, did you ever have any like? spiritual things happen like where you were kind of like oh that's that's dad or like anything like that all the time i don't know if i would say spiritual but i constantly see 11 11 i'm sure i'll end up seeing it tonight you know i'll just turn and boom it'll be on the oven i like it i still talk about it you don't know when trauma is going to hit you like there'll be a time where i'm just it's a regular day like i leave here today and go to the grocery store and open up the frozen food section grab a pizza and there'll be a song that comes on i'm like I know. You know, like triggered out of nowhere. I'll tell you this story. This, yeah, here you go. Here's here's one. So, the second dead body I ever saw. Let's go because there was when you say first, it implies there's more than one, right? And there is for me, unfortunately. So, uh, um, at this time, my father ends up being buried a few days later, which happens to be my younger brother Todd's thirteenth birthday. I'm not. We're not sure who the fuck organized this, but 
we're doing uh ham and birthday cake you know what i mean Ugh. we're having we're doing yeah. a doubling up on yeah. a wake and, yeah. a, and a and a cake awake and a awake cake, and a cake oh, girl. No. it's horrible <laughs> it's so horrible i'm like so sad right now I'm like, that's our new story title this episode awake, awake and a cake, cake. <laughs> Okay, Daniel, put that in there. Awake in a cake with Ryan Sickler. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Isn't the beautiful so, thing about life, though, is even in the most tragic shit, you can, like, laugh. This is what laugh. my whole podcast yeah, is yeah, about. Yeah, Honeydew. Yeah. Highlighting the low lights. Yeah, yeah. So, so second dead body. Let's, second dead let's body. go. So let's we're go. on our way. Um, get a sip of this kombucha real quick. So now my dad's dead. My mom's still not around. My grandma, grandma comes out of, uh, she comes up from Baltimore to stay with us for a few months, and... The choice, basically, we're all minors. So yeah. the choice is we can go live with our mom and stay in the same high school and everything. And right now, our friends, our sports teams, our everything. Like, yeah. being 16 and having to go to a brand new school and know no one and start all over. And we don't even have a mom. Like, it's it would have been... The worst. It would have been the worst. It would have been yeah. devastating. So, or we can go live with our grandma again, you know, by the city. And we just want to stay with our friends it's all we have so we decide that we're going to move into our mom's place she reluctantly wants us to come and she's in a two bedroom so she's got her bedroom and then the three of us share one bedroom from 10th through um 12th grade how did you do that two bunk beds in a single bed? They, yeah they had bunk but the closest i got to my own room before i was 21 i didn't get my own room until i was 21 actually that's not true my grandmom's uh until i was 19 18 was they were in bunk beds, my younger brother and twin brother, and I was in a twin bed right next to him. So we turn 18. My mom kicks us out, keeps my younger brother, but throws us out. So my dad's mom takes us. I know. She's so shady. My mom or my dad's mom takes us in. And then that's when things like really change because I don't know what your experience was with grandparents, but I used to love, there were always smells. Like there was always yes. sauce going. There was always a special smell at my grandparents grandma's house. houses are so comforting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it's just, I remember it sometimes like even cause Tommy smokes and my grandma, grandfather smoked and like, he'll be cooking and I'll walk into the kitchen. I'll be like, Oh my God, it's my grandparents house. Like the sm- cigarette smoke and the, you know, mm-hmm. the sauce on the stove, you know? Yeah. So, so you, grandma. but once you live with your grandma, that smell goes away pretty really? quickly. And, he, and it, the special, yeah, the special that hug that feels like you're yeah. walking into is just not there anymore. Now you're living and you're all dealing with it. I'm, you know, we're dealing with this. And, you know, I remember my grandma I'm going, you calm down. I can see you're calming down a little bit being away from your mom. Cause I was super, you know, like we were just going, you did you hate me. You don't want me. And I have to be here. So, and the whole time my mom is collecting social security and all these things. Cause we're under, you know, we're minors and she's keeping it. She's, she takes a PO box out so we can't get it. And when I turned 18 in March of 91, I sat on the phone for two hours and made sure that shit came to me and my brother. And that was like the last straw for her. And then she kicked us out after we graduated. Wow. But she wasn't there. She would go to her boyfriends on like the whole week. So the three of us took care of each other. We had no parents. We went to school every day. We were never late. We played sports year round. I mean, people came over and our house was the party house. Right. Like, oh man, it was the party house. Everyone. And, but, but parents knew we were good kids and yeah. the parents let 
their kids. I'm still friends with a lot of these people. I go, hey, would you ever let your kids? And they just come like, no, I would never let them do the shit our parents let us do. But the wow. parents' rule was if your grades suffer, if you're not at school, it's not happening. Right. And we we made sure, no matter how hard we partied or whatever we did, that those grades stayed up and we were at school all the time. It's all we had to do. It's right. not that hard to do those two fucking things. Right. Especially if you're getting this kind of freedom, you know? Right. So we take care of ourselves. We're 16. He's 13. We're signing each other's permission slips. We're, you know, she would come home on like a Sunday, do laundry, throw a f- couple, you know. I mean, we grew up on Martin's potato rolls, ham and cheese, Reese's peanut butter cups, Doritos, um, and like frozen uh, or uh, pizza shells with Don Pepino pizza sauce, some Old Bay, and that was about it. And so it was you guys fast had food to make all your the time. own food all the time. It was fast food. Was most we would order pizza from this place called American Pizza. We're like, hey, what's up, Ryan? Like when you, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we'll bring you out there in a little bit. Like, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> they're like, damn, y'all ain't even nobody's cooking ate, for you. No, nothing, not nothing. even a fucking. Pot and roast, nothing. We get out. We now live with our grandma. I'm in community college. I've just become, I've just taken lifeguard uh, courses and classes at the Y so I can do a third summer job and shit because there's, you know, we're, we don't have money. And my grandmom comes out of her bedroom. My brother and I are there and she screams, somebody help me. And my grandmom falls l- on her face. I mean, literally on her face. And collapses. And I'm already, before she even hits, I'm already on 911. And I know she's having a heart attack. It's in the fucking family. And this is not good. She literally said, somebody help me and fell forward. Remember, we talk about how things are different. My grandmother used to leave her bedroom door cracked. And she'd be like, I'm going to take five. And she would lay across her bed. Just lay, take a 10-minute power nap, 15-minute power nap. Well, that day, the door was closed. And I couldn't see in. And yeah, she came out, clutched her chest like massive, but I'll tell you what, what I found out later, but she, and she dropped. So I'm on with 911. My brother's at the top of the stairs where she is. He doesn't know what to do. So I'm telling the lady on the phone, like, look, I'm a lifeguard. I just got, I can do this. I can do CPR. I can do all this. So he comes down. She won't let anyone off the phone. She's like, someone has to stay on with me till the paramedics get there. So I go up. And now I'm giving my fucking grandmother CPR. I'm giving her mouth to mouth and I'm just like. Did this you know is, what you were doing? I did. Yeah. Good, I good. just got out of the classes. I'm mm-hmm. doing the staying alive. Uh, 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 you know that mm-hmm. the compressions mm-hmm. and I'm doing all that. And I'm like, there's a thought that goes through my head for a second. Like, God, please save her so I can. Okay. You oh, can say it like, oh, I, I'm like it. I remember that grandma. Should I, I let you go to the other it. side? Yeah. I could have let you go to the other side. <laughs> yeah, you, you know saved saying? her life. Yeah. And I could see a little bit of color come back to her face. She was gasping. She would go (gasps) like that every so often that started happening more. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting, was she conscious? Her eyes were definitely open. She was conscious, but I, you know, she's, and at this point too, my grandma's got this picture like you, you over here of Jesus on her wall and I'm in between her and Jesus and I'm over her face and I'm, you know, I'm fucking giving my grandmother mouth to mouth Uh and I'm just in it. Were and you I, crying or anything? No, I'm good. I'm knock on wood again. I'm very good, good in and situations. very good. It yeah. slows down. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I when I process, it's when I start to have the stress and stuff. Right. Um, but good in in the situation. Nailed it. The paramedics get there, they grab her, they bring her downstairs, they throw her on the floor, they're, and they they're, they just throw your furniture out of the way. You know, they're not gentle. They're trying to save a life. And it, I'll be honest, it's gross because they ripped her shirt off and you're seeing all that. And I have never liked those fucking paddles. 
I had never seen anyone have them. Just on TV, the way the 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 body would, and they're doing that to her in the, in, the, in front of us, and I'm like, oh my, I'm like my they're brother and I, are, yeah, and they're fucking they. God, Ryan, you've but, had so much trauma. But she gets a lot of color back to her, and then my cousin had showed up, and my brother and my cousin go with her to the hospital. I'm back. You have to give a, a report. You know, they're taking all our information or whatever. And then they leave and I call my brother at the hospital. There's no cell phones or anything then. And I'm like, how, how is she? And he's like, I think she's going to be okay. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. So I start putting the house back together. And then he calls me and tells me she died. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I have to call my younger brother and tell him she died. And this is just a couple years after my dad's died. And how old was your grandma? 69. Young. Young. And. Oh my God. Now. We have to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah, you should cross oh, yourself, girl. Please, God. And they it's horrible. They say, "Would you like to say goodbye to your grandmother?" And we're like, "Yeah." So was she on life support? Is that what was happening, or no? She just Brit. completely done. Brit, we fucking walk back there. They have her covered in like that blue like hospital sheet. The fucking tube thing they stick in your mouth where they're doing. They left it in there. They left it in there like that. She had that in her mouth when we went to see her. And my brother's crying. He's like, what should we say? So we just all hugged each other, the three of us, and held hands. And just we thanked her out loud in the room. Like, dad's dead. You're the only person who took us in. You know, like, just, ugh. So, um, yeah, so she dies. And She's so lucky you guys were there and she wasn't there alone. Can you imagine dying alone? No, like and that? finding her and like, you know, and, and so one of the neighbors at the at the other waking cake uh came over. And there also was a real part too. I'm telling you, this is after they tell me she's dead, I'm just beside myself and I'm just and of course it takes you right back to your trauma of your dad was only a couple years ago and now this person who loved you and adored you is gone too. Like, holy shit. And I go up the steps, I'm putting the house back together and I see this shit on the carpet and I'm just going to be real with you. I start looking at it and it's her teeth. She fell like so limp. Her arms were down by her side. She went straight down on her nose. Her nose was as black as your mixer right here. It broke everywhere. Her teeth broke out of her mouth. Were they her real teeth? Yeah. And for weeks when I cleaned her home, I would hear them rattle in the fucking vacuum because you can't get all them little porcelain fucking pieces. So I'm picking her teeth out of the fucking carpet and I look up and there's that goddamn picture of Jesus tilted like this. And I started laughing and I was like, oh my God, I think grandma was trying to look at Jesus. Not at you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> my big hands in the way, giving her mouth. And I, think trying to see and I think Jesus, Jesus was trying to see her too. Like, I'm Jesus. trying to, you know? He's like, it's okay. Look at me. Don't look at his said, big oh head. My God, Don't that... look at his big head. Look at me, Grandma. Oh, look at me. You're... God damn. Why'd I make him with such a big head? Son, son, get down further doing the CP. Brent. And I. It was tilted. It was totally tilted. And I laughed at that moment and then went back to crying. But I, And I've still thought about that. Like, poor Grandma just trying to see her Lord. <laughs> Savior on her way out, not mine. You say she's watching your goofy ass face. Yeah. Like, like, I'm doing it right. I'm a her, mother. I, got I'm the, I learned this at the YMCA, Grandma. I'm gonna the save you. I just want to see Jesus. <laughs> that bitch, just out. let me die. Like fuck. Yep, dude. And then we had her fucking funeral, and then ah, heart attacks yeah. are my biggest fear. 
Because I get chest pain oh, constantly. Man. I'm having chest pain right now. Oh, I have chest pain constantly because of anxiety. They say it's anxiety. I go to my cardiologist once a month for him to be like so annoyed by me. He's like, I he's like, I guarantee your heart for the next 20 years. Get the fuck out of my office. I go like, twice a year. I go every six months to get full physicals. I because go, I'm also on medication that can yeah. fuck with your kidneys and liver. But I go every six months. I don't fuck around. And I have been since my 20s. I just don't believe doctors like when they tell you you're okay. Because like I know how I feel and I'm like, fuck, I feel this pain like right mm. here. And I feel all the time. I'm like, there's no way it's anxiety. Like it's my heart. And he tells me I'm fine. Well, this is what the oncologist said to me too when I talked to him. And I was appreciative of this. I said, you know, look, I'm here also because everyone in my family always says doctors don't know what they're talking about and they're dead. He goes, but they're right. He goes, they're right in the sense that we are still learning and we may give bad advice sometimes. And, you know, it does happen. So, I said, okay, fine. It's fair enough to question doctors, but you got to come in to see them and question them. You don't stay home. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. You got to go in yeah. and get that ringing endorsement. But you know what's really scary is the last time I went to my doctor about a week ago because I was having really bad chest pain again. I have it really bad to the point where I like almost double over and it's crazy and they say it's anxiety, but I still don't believe them. But anyway, <laughs> I go to the doctor. I get all the blood work done. You get the EKG. They do everything and they're like, you're fine. And then his nurse, who's his assistant, tells me this crazy story and he goes, he knows I will tell you this one crazy story in a mall. What's that? And I'm thinking he's going to make me feel better, right? I think he's going to like reassure me. <laughs> yeah, like let me help you out. And yeah, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this like reassurance, you know? And and then so he goes and he goes, I used to work at this other doctor's office, another cardiologist. And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, this guy came in. He had crazy chest pain. He said, I think I'm having a heart attack. And he said, we hooked him up to the EKG machine. We took his blood. Doctor said he was fine. He was just stressed. And he said, go home. And then the guy walked out into the parking lot and died. <laughs> and they fired me. And that's how you got here. <laughs> that's and a terrible I said, fucking thanks for that. Yeah. I was like, what was that supposed to do? Like, I'm already here thinking I'm dying. And then I messaged my doctor and I'm like asking him all these questions. And I'm like, what's my cholesterol level? Just curiously. And he says it's 216, which is high. It is over 200 high, yeah. High. Mm -hmm. And I said, isn't that kind of high? Borderline, yes. And he goes, no, don't worry about it. Mm, you might want to go get a new guy. <laughs> you know, a third opinion. He said it's because your good cholesterol is high. I'm I like... Bro, I don't know about this. And I'm like having all this chest pain all the time. Like, you know what they call uh, the guy that finished last in medical school? What? Doctor. <laughs> it don't matter. First or last, they're all called doctor. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, it's fine. Stop worrying. Go outside. Got a C average. I'm, I'm happy with somebody who just got a C average in medical school. He's all, it's fine. Just go out, go play, go have fun. I'm like, you're trying to get me to drop that in your I was like, lot, I was going to have, like, this doesn't seem How right. How hilarious would it be if you just clowned it and just, in the parking lot, gave him some drama? <laughs> I have a, I just go she over just there. So now I'm like, I'm like, He's I, like, dust I, off my resume. I told my dad too. I was like, dad, like my level, my cholesterol level's high for a young girl, especially like I don't really eat meat. Mm -hmm. I don't eat like anything to make me have high cholesterol. I don't eat eggs. I don't eat like any of that shit. And, he was like, he was like, yeah, but if the doctor says you're okay, then you got to listen to the doctor. And I'm like, fuck, kind of scary, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the same maybe. doctor's giving us all this information about the coronavirus right, right now. Yeah, that keeps I changing should, every 10 minutes. Maybe I should go for a second Go opinion. for a second opinion. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. That's true. Yeah, but how crazy is that? Like, doctors are always like, you never know, mm -hmm. you know, they're just people. 
And you know, they have bad days. And that lady might be hustling out. The doctor might, she might be hustling out to go do something that night. Like, I got yeah. plans with my girls. You're fine. Yeah, you know? you're, don't worry about it. You're 30. <laughs> I got tickets to see Beyonce. She knows, they know, he knows I'm only 33. So he's probably like, ah, oh, she'll be right. fine. She's, yeah, she's 33. Young. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, <laughs> Right, and then she'd be like, you know, I thought this one thirty-three-year-old patient I had was okay. Drop dead in my parking <laughs> lot. All right, that's why we're here at the shack at my shack. You're, okay, so your stories are making me say I'm going to go get a second opinion. You should, yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, that's so crazy, dude. Oh my god, so much insane trauma. Oh my god, we're in an hour, and I do you have to get up and take a walk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. We've been sitting down Get for an hour. Get my mini trap. Bring my mini trap in here. We got been sitting down right for now. an hour. I got, I got Ryan, you're amazing. I love you so <laughs> I love much. you too. Thank they, you for thanks for coming. Yeah, and yeah. sharing all this crazy story. I'm so sorry about the. We had a little weird thing last time when I came and I couldn't I get here and it was so an, an unfortunate Guys, another do, story. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Don't Let's do just drugs, say that seriously because. This is like it can be deadly. Not to say what what happened, but like there's so many instances where young people, you know what I mean. It's just you never know what's in it these days. That's, That's the sad right. part. Is like I don't touch anything. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't smoke weed anymore. I don't do anything. Like I'm just by the book now. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So just be careful, guys. Like, fuck. It's so sad. You know. You never know. So and like, look how short life is. Tell me about it. I mean, look, I'm 47 and I, it feels like it's been a blink. Right. Even 33. I'm I'm 33 and I'm like, I feel like I was 16, like two minutes ago. They say the, the days are long. The years are short. Yeah. My mentality is still 16. So that's me too. (laughs) Me too. too. (laughs) Nothing's changed. Anyway, guys, follow Ryan Sickler. Um, he, you got shows when, when Corona's (laughs) over, hopefully you got shows coming up. RyanSickler.com. RyanSickler.com. Everything's there. Everything you need. And Ryan's, you're Ryan Sickler on Instagram too. All social media, the Honeydew podcast. The Honeydew podcast. Podcast Subscribe to my a YouTube, podcast. watch it. Yep. You're definitely coming back on. I would love to, and Tommy's got to do I, it. I want he's Tommy got some on. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Totally. I love it. Okay, guys. Well, make sure to like and subscribe. Share this, uh, share this episode with your friends or anyone you think might get it or relate to it. And make sure to check out Ryan's YouTube channel. He's got a way better studio set up than me. It's way more professional. Um, no. He's been doing this a long time. But, um, yeah, make sure to follow Ryan on all social media. He's the best. And we will see you next week, hopefully, on Worst First. Bye.